Hello, and uh, thanks for joining us again for another episode of Ask a CFO. Uh, this is a weekly Q&A with my very good friend, uh, CEO and founder of Van Roosel Ventures. And I'd like to thank all of you that have sent uh, questions in this week. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting started on those. But before I do, um, hi, James. How are you? Hey, Steve. I'm great. I'm great. It's uh, good to talk to you again. Yeah, it's great. Good to see you over that side of the, of the, of the pond. Um, looking really well. And uh, look, let's get cracking on these um, on these questions. Yeah, so it's obviously great for us to have uh, some questions in from some people. So I'm going to start with uh, some really good questions. I'm going to challenge you this week, James, that's for sure. So uh, I've got a really good question here from Gregory from Ontario in Canada. And his first question for you is, what should the CEO's involvement be in the month end close process? Really relevant for both me and you as CEOs, James. So yeah. uh, I'll leave you crack on with that one. What should our what should our CEO's involvement be? Okay, um, so that 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 is a great question um, because you know, as as you know, as a, as a CEO of a software company, um, you don't want to see all the detail that the accountants are, are are working on. And so, what what is it really? What are the key key elements uh, that you need to sign off on? Um, and, I, and I think some of those, it depends on how big the company is, uh, but if it's a smaller company, I think you, you do want to be in touch with some of the details. I think you want to be signing off on, um, you know, some kind of a bank statement reconciliation so that you, you are aware of what is going in and out of, of, of the bank account. Um, I think you want to sign off on, um, you know, depending on whether you're a for-profit or a non-profit entity, on, on your income or sales um, and making sure that it is being uh, recorded correctly. Um, so understanding uh, in the US we have this year a new revenue recognition uh, on the gap called uh, 606 um, that, that is quite a big change. And so understanding how that works, how the numbers are being portrayed because the cash number versus the you know, let's call it the accounting number can be very different. And so how that gets presented to your investors uh, can look very differently as well. And you might need to be able to explain that. So that's on the income side. I think on the expense side, um, really uh, looking at, um, you know, variances with the budget would be, would be one, of, one of the big ones. Anything, anything that jumps out to you um, on, the, uh, on the expense side and especially the drivers of the expenses. So a lot of times uh, you would you would set a uh, minimum level where you say, okay, well, you know, the accounting team is, is doing all of this and I'll have my controller or my CFO look at anything below a $10,000 variance. And then above that, the CEO has to step in and say, okay, you know, explain this to me, you know, in detail. Um, so I would definitely look at, look at that as well. Uh, great advice. Uh, I find these numbers, especially the month end close process, I never saw the value originally, James, when I, uh, you know, maybe when I first started, uh, you know, in uh, my business um, many years ago, I didn't really see the value of trying to close off a month, just trying to get from to year end and year end and post better results year and year on year. But what I find is, as I kind of educated myself a little bit more, having these numbers allows me to make educated decisions, you know, so I'm looking at I'm looking at budgets, I'm looking at actuals, 
I, I know what I can, you know, what I can spend and when I have to hold back a little bit, you know, and having those the month end is, is really important. So from from that point of view is what kind of deadlines would you say are good for, you know, CEOs and CFOs to, to adhere to, to close off the month? Should it be straight at the end of the month or would you say, well, you know, obviously you've got to be a bit of grace for billing and that kind of stuff. So you're talking maybe the 10th, the 15th of the month. What sort of deadline do you look for? Yes, uh, at least the 15th. That's, I would say that is standard for a one entity company. If it's multi-entity, you've got to wait for the, the other entities to close before you can consolidate. And then maybe you're looking at the 25th of the month. But if you're the CEO, um, the 25th of the month, the numbers are getting stale. And so how can you really make good decisions off of them? So I think the 15th is step one. Um, and then as, as you get better and as your accountant gets to understand the business better, um, as you potentially upgrade your software, you bring it down to 10 days. Um, and I can, I can tell you that some of the, uh, the big companies, the big public companies, and I remember um, this about Cisco back in the early 2000s, even when the software wasn't you know, that, that great, they, they would close their books within three days of the month. Really? Yeah. Gosh. So, so it's, it, it, it's you know so, so it's not it's not the size of the company it's really how how your systems and processes yeah. and you know your authority your table of authority like running automatically and smoothly yeah that's that's really interesting and and i think that's a really good point though james that you've got to aspire to aim for aim for something isn't it you know even if even if the first time you try it you you you, you, you try and run this process you can't do it until it you know midway through the next, the, the month after the month you're, you're going in. But at least if you try, and as you said, you can stress test your systems to understand where you are and how you need to get better in order to pull that forward. And you said, and always try to aim for a, let's say if you're aiming for the 15th, try and make it the 10th, try and make it the 5th. And then as you said, you'll get better and better. It's a really good point actually. Um, yeah, and one of the other things as well is there's the accounting close. Um, and my initial answer was on, you know, how do you close the account? The, the accounting and do the internal controls. Um, but then once once the accounting numbers are in, you wanna have your financial analyst or somebody actually do analysis on the numbers. So you wanna look at the unit economics, the, the, the analysis of the variances, you know, the, you know what's, what's changed um, so that you get a, um, an informed management report that you can sit down with and discuss. And, and James, in, in your experience, I mean, obviously working with a lot of different companies, you know, uh, in both profit and uh, for profit and not or not for profit um, sectors, what causes delays in cl in closing that month off? Um, sometimes it, it can be unique situations. So how how do we, you know, uh, there was a special sales that came in. A special contract. How do we how do we account for it because it's different? Maybe you want to talk to the auditors about it um, to to make sure it's being done correctly. So that that could be one of them. But I think in general, <clears throat> de delays come from um, lack of communication, um, software that's not being used properly. Um, usually, usually things like that. If it's a one off delay. You know, I've had, I, I, I've had, I've, I, I work with some accountants in the Philippines, and they had a, a um, 
what, what do they call it again? It's not a it's not a hurricane down there. It's a uh, typhoon. Typhoon. Typhoon come through, and so so they were three days delayed because all the power went out for three days. So 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 that can happen as well. Yeah. Uh, but that's a really good excuse, James. That's a really good excuse, isn't it? <laughs> it is. You know, you want to check the weather forecast, but <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So. No, that's a fair. And and just finally, Jason, while we're finishing off this um, subject, um, what are, what are the benefits that you think of actually, you know, having that month-end close? Lots of benefits. Um, I, I think there's, a, you know, one of the main ones is, is just accountability. Um, that, that, that every month um, we're working through the numbers we're seeing, you know, for the CEO, we're seeing the numbers. We're seeing um, a, a a a progression of if it's if it's the the P and L income statement, you know, how how is every month trending? Um, one of the other big ones that you might not think of is that uh, it also prevents fraud um, because everything gets closed, everything gets reconciled, everything gets checked, um, and so typically. Um, a good system will identify any kind of fraud within at least 29 days, um, or it should. And if it doesn't, then there are some in internal control weaknesses that need to be looked at. Um, so, I, so I think those are probably the, the, the two main things. Uh, James, I, I know, I mean, the reason for doing these things is obviously to, to engage uh, with other business owners and, and to offer your advice, really. So I'm sure you'd want... Anybody's experienced some of these things or want, want some advice, you just wanted to get in touch, I guess, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, where's, the, where's, the best, where's the best place to get in touch? Straight direct to you, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You can email me directly, james at benwhistlevention.com. 